It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. And finally, Friday. Hallelujah. Today, I have Rick and Chris Perkins in the studio with me. They are the owners of A Place at Home. Welcome to RTBS. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Absolutely. So we want to talk about A Place at Home and all the wonderful things that you do. But before we do that, I want to learn a little bit about each of you. What are your backgrounds? And are you both from Omaha? How did you get here? Well, I um, originally was born in Central City, Nebraska, raised in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, met this guy here when I was 18 and moved out uh, to Nebraska to marry him. We lived in Lincoln for a few years and then back to Colorado to raise our kids and decided Nebraska's still home. So we came back and, and bought a business to help take care of elderly and disabled in their homes. Nice. Thank you for doing that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Rick. Your turn. Tell us. So, uh, yeah, born and raised in a little town called Exeter, Nebraska. Uh-huh. Most people have no idea where that would be, but where south of York, off of the interstate. I thought that Fillmore name sounded County, familiar. Geneva area. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. I went to school in Oklahoma, so we took a left at York. So yep. that's why I was like, "Why do I know that?" Yeah. Okay. Most people have been have have been able to throw a rock at it at yeah. some point in their <laughs> casual travels. But yeah, and um, met Chris. You know, I've worked most of my professional career. Um, I spent in child and adult protection mm, in okay. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Worked at a juvenile assessment center and raised our family. And at some point, Chris and I, uh, we found out. About about the potential and the possibilities around home care. Sure. And it was an idea we we immediately bought into and could get behind. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have parents that are in that age range yet? Or? Yes. Okay. Uh, we've both lost a parent. We lost my, my dad and his mom within nine months of each other. Oh, so, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, it was it was a tough, but it was, you know, a while ago. So um, his dad and my mom are still with us, and, and they're a big big part of why we're doing what we we're doing you know they want to age at home sure who doesn't right yeah most people when you ask them hey where do you want to spend your twilight years they don't say in a community somewhere they say i'm I'm staying in my house absolutely and and that's that's our goal is to as rick always says if if we can give somebody one last thanksgiving one last christmas in their home who doesn't want that exactly so tell us a place at home what is it all about in a nutshell what does your organization do yeah in a nutshell our bread and butter is one care staff Mm -hmm. one-on-one in the home Mm -hmm. with people who need our services whole idea being that we can take certain actions to help them prolong sure uh, you know quality of days mm-hmm. and and the amount of time at home so that's really what we do is that one-on-one yeah. non-medical in-home care that is a huge gift to people and the families as well Absolutely. right it gives them a peace of mind and a so, break yeah yes that's, and that is so important because it's a lot harder than you think isn't it yes. it is and and we look at you know our adult children of our clients and and they're struggling they're still raising their families and they're still working and yep. and now they're taking care of mom and dad and they realize they don't have the time and the energy and yeah and it's tough and they move out of that son daughter um you know phase of their life into a caregiver mm-hmm. and we want to pull that back and allow them back to that son and daughter 
position in the family right. so they don't feel like a caregiver. Yeah, again, huge gift. So I, I read through your website, and I did like your care philosophy. Now, that's four pillars of moral values that you implement into what you do, right? Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Compassionate, accountable, mm-hmm. respectful, and ethical. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, I, I guess you would, you would, you would call them um, our moral value system sure. that that we operate as a company. Whether we're um, dealing with our care pros, our office staff, community partners, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sure. whenever we're faced with a decision or an action point. We rely on those to kind of guide our decision-making and and how we do things. Makes sense. Yeah. So when we have an elderly parent, when do you come into the picture? So maybe they've been in the hospital or they've got a terminal illness. When does a place at home get called? Uh, (laughs) A lot of times um, we get called a little late, quite honestly. Yeah. this time of year, it's really important as as families are gathering with their loved ones that they keep an eye on the changes they see in mom and dad, grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sitting down at Thanksgiving dinner and you notice grandma can't really get up from the table by herself anymore or she's struggling to walk, she's shuffling her feet. Our goal is to be in the house preventing things before they happen. Ah, so mm-hmm. one of our big focuses is we are trying to prevent rehospitalizations. Hospitalizations are incredibly expensive. Yes. Every time you wind up in the hospital, tens of thousands of dollars going out the door. Yep. If we can be there to help grandma and grandpa, help mom and dad, assist them while they're walking, even if it's just a hand on their back while they're using their walker, getting mm-hmm. them across the house, and we're stopping those falls, we're stopping those long bone breaks, we're stopping those hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. That is the prime time for us to be in the house. Right. And besides being expensive, I feel like when folks are older and they get they have to go back to the hospital, sometimes it just adds more stress, it more does. sickness, mm-hmm. and it just yes. doesn't, it's not the right place. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So your home senior care, it, it looks like you have different levels of service. Do you want to talk about the different levels of service that you have for the sure, home care? Sure. So we have what we term companionship care. Okay. Um, you know, the, the quintessential, uh, I guess, client for uh, that service would be um, maybe someone who might be uh, dealing with some element of dementia mm-hmm. or, you know, for whatever reason, uh, spouse or family. Um, isn't completely comfortable with them being completely alone sure. while they go out, run errands, right. things like that. They okay. need a companion. They're still physically doing everything that they can do, but they just need that that friendly companion there. Sure. So uh, personal care services, that's when um, our folks are beginning to struggle a little bit more with the physical aspects of their, their day-to-day living. Um, we we term those things ADLs or activities of daily living, Um, things like toileting, bathing, you know, all of the the routines. Sometimes you begin to need some physical assistance to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, For, you know, someone who who isn't familiar with our services, we like to say, think of it as 
companionship is completely hands-off and the personal care mm -hmm. is when we need to to put hands right so okay that makes sense yeah, yeah. Okay. And the companionship can can include things like assisting with cleaning the house maybe maybe they can dress themselves bathe themselves do all of that but they they struggle to vacuum or they struggle right. to stand long enough to do the dishes right so the companionship can help with that light housekeeping mm -hmm. to keep them still in their homes still independent but, right. But assisting with those things, they might be starting to struggle with. Sure. And also I noticed lifestyle care. Is that different from the other two? There's or just, that... uh, there's some very small tweaks, but also an aspect of this is, you know, as some folks begin to get older, they struggle a little bit more with getting out by themselves mm -hmm. to still visit family, right. friends, uh church or, or community activities. Yeah. And if they have someone with them, they feel more comfortable with having the transportation yes. and, and just helping to navigate. So yeah, yeah that, I love that. that all goes into that lifestyle. Yeah. Care. And I feel like I, maybe it's just the older, I feel like the older generations really do rely on those communities like churches and different groups. Absolutely. And I noticed with COVID, a lot of them couldn't do that. And it mm -hmm. just really had a very negative effect on their lives yeah. and mental now, health a lot oh yeah i mean they really rely on church and yeah. their friends and their community so that is a really important part of this now these levels of care so do you go to have an evaluation or does the family call and say oh grandma's doing this but i mean how do you decide as the company what you need to do in that particular situation well, they generally will reach out to us and mm -hmm. say these are the things we're seeing and we need to kind of know where to go. Okay. Um, generally, Rick and, and Dave, um, our marketer, will go out to the house and meet with the family and, and discuss. Tell us, you know, what does your day look like? Where are you struggling? Where do you need help? Okay. Um, and we take that information and, and they'll do a, an evaluation and and see, okay, we need assistance with getting dressed in the morning. And maybe it's as simple as putting on Ted hose and that's all they need help with. Right. Um, and that's hard for anybody. I can't yeah. put them on, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> right. You know, th it might just be that, that one task and mm -hmm. then some grocery shopping or whatever, but they will go out and they will mark everything that they need done for them or assisting them throughout the day, write up a big care plan mm -hmm. and let the family know this is the range that you fall into either the companion, the ADL, you know, or the higher assistant. Sure. And, and this is what it's going to look like. This is what we can provide. Um, you know, we put that care plan into our system. So any caregiver that is assigned to that particular client has all of that information. Okay. So say like a client, though, does need a lot of help. Is it one person that you assign or is it a team or it just depends? On what it, is needed. It would it would generally be a team. Okay. You know, once sure. once you get beyond um, a, a normal work week type of schedule, it's going to be a component, you know, a composite of several different care pros that are in the home. And, you know, we can assign shifts and, and coordinate all of that. Okay. Yep. All right. So I also noticed on your website, care coordination, which helps families navigate the healthcare system. When I read that, I was like, oh, can you help me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. it is such a nightmare, whether you are elderly or sick or not. I mean, I just feel like America's health system is like, 
So what does all that entail? I mean, is it literally setting up doctor's appointments or going with, or what is that? Yeah, all we entail? can do all of that. So um, whether it is just the care pro that happens to be working with that client that day, or um, we actually have an office staff that has worked as a social worker, and so they're able to go into those doctor's appointments with them. And sometimes it's as simple as taking notes right. during the doctor's appointment mm-hmm. to pass on to the yeah. adult children and say, this is what mom and dad were told, mm-hmm. you know, because that may not get translated otherwise. So um, they can set up the doctor's appointments. They can go to the doctor's appointments, take notes, pass that information on to the family as the as the client has deemed us able. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is, you know, HIPAA yep. protected. Mm-hmm. So if the client says, I don't want my, my kids to know this and their full mind, body and soul there, that's that's okay. They they have that right to say, I don't want this information shared. Right. That and is we a good will protect point. that. I think a second set of ears goes a long ways. Yes. I have a mom that's eighty two. She's pretty with it, but man. Being there sometimes, I mean, you hear different yeah. things, right? Yeah. So it's. I think that is really helpful, especially if a, maybe a family member doesn't have someone that can go with them. Correct. That's where you guys step in. Yep. Yeah. So is, is this all covered by insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, all that good stuff? So currently, uh, Medicaid does, there's Medicaid waiver. Okay. And you can qualify for that based upon an evaluation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Medicaid waiver, um, Medicare does not. Okay, uh, you know, at this just point. straight Medicare right. does not cover that service. Uh, there's also, you know, I would be remiss if I I didn't talk about. There's also the VA. Oh yes. Um, for our veterans, they can uh, they can uh, all- allocate some hours mm-hmm. of home care services that they would they would hand out to that. We also deal with long term care insurance. So those policies they're becoming a little bit more rare in mm-hmm. this day and age. But a lot of our older folks they they have purchased some of those policies that that fall under. You know, home care is covered right. as a service for that. So, yeah. Well, good. So now if people had questions, though, with insurance or Medicaid, does that care coordination help with that? Yes, because absolutely. Because Medicaid, wow. <laughs> yeah. I a can't whole even. big world. I've yeah. had yeah. several people in here to talk about it, and I'm like, okay. I yeah. still don't know what you even said. <laughs> yeah. It's well, a lot. And we we can lead them in the right direction, definitely. I mean, Rick is really good about it telling them, you know, who, who to contact, where to go through, um, you know, Eastern Nebraska Office on Aging or the League of Human Dignity. Again, with our veterans, um, it's really important that if you are a veteran, um, especially during a wartime, I believe is, is the biggest coverage, um, that you make sure you're seeing a VA doctor at least once a year to qualify for some of those mm-hmm. benefits. Okay. And, then, and then they can talk to them about, you know, hey, I'm, I'm struggling here. I could use some assistance. Um, a lot of our veterans even just have housekeeping type of sure. benefits. You know, it's a couple hours a week, but it's enough to help them Absolutely. stay in their home and keep things. And still have dignity. Absolutely. Right. I mean, I feel like a lot of what you offer gives these people dignity. Absolutely. Whether it's they're terminally sick or whatever it may be, but the fact that you go to their homes and help keep them there, I mean, that's where people want to be. Yes. Let's just be honest. Nobody wants to be in the hospital no. ever for no. anything, right? <laughs> right. So I see that you also offer staffing solutions. So that helps with human resources, leaves of absence. I, that's just amazing. So how does that work? 
Well, I mean, the the healthcare. You think about the entire healthcare continuum. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have assisted living, independent living. You have all of these these different communities where you go, and a lot of times these communities, you know, they will uh, they come up short mm-hmm. in their staffing. So we will have contracts where we can allocate uh, some of our certified nursing aides okay. or, or medication aids to help with them for brief periods of time to right. help with their staffing issues. How did all that affect when COVID hit? How Big was that time. Affected? Yeah. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, uh, it, it plummeted, you know, just mainly because uh, the communities, uh, I see it from their point of view, absolutely. They, they wanted an aid completely dedicated to them and only them. Right. We can't, we can't have them working here and then also going and being exposed to yeah. uh, your you know your mm-hmm. individual families which sounded all well and good but how long is this going to last and then when that ends what happens to my staff's hours right. after that so you know unfortunately we did need to kind of put that that service line on the back burner during COVID. Sure. Yeah. We also couldn't take our individual caregivers that were going into people's homes and throw them into a community of 80 people. Right. And then feel safe putting them back in an individual's home. Right. So that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, oh, I can't even imagine. It was tough. It was very tough. So when they were going in, did they have to suit up in all the PPE and everything else? Yep. And, And the few that we did send in through COVID were dedicated only to, they were no longer allowed to work homes during the time period they were doing that just for the health and safety of our individuals at home. Yeah, well, I'm glad they did. Yeah. I mean, this thing is not going away, is it? So so has that changed now for the better? Are you back to where you can do what you need to do and you've got enough CNAs and everybody to help and everything is good again? Well, you never have enough, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Can you ever have too many? But yeah. I felt like a lot of them traveled. Was that part of the problem, too? Like, I have some friends that are nurses, and like, we're going to travel. Yeah. But we need you here. Traveling became huge, absolutely. For for the young, um, you know, not tied down individuals that didn't have spouses and kids to have to worry about. Yeah, it was a great opportunity. It was, but Um, still, I was like, well, what about us? Where are you going? Yeah, and (laughs) we actually actually have a couple um, that work pretty much full-time for us but also on their days off they do the traveling thing and you know they're that's great you know they're yeah. making the money they need to make to live and that that's great right they absolutely. come they come back to us so mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's even better <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so tell me how long has this has your a place at home been around 10 years now um 2012 and i wish chris and i could take credit for it but a place at home it was originated by two gentlemen that uh, they were childhood friends mm-hmm. dustin de stefano and jared evanich they they were born and raised in omaha and the whole idea of a place at home it originated here in omaha in their basement as they wow. like to affectionately yeah. <laughs> say they didn't make um, a man they yeah. place at home. Yeah, their <laughs> grand their grandparents needed this service and they saw you know we have we have a better better way of doing this we mm-hmm. think so they designed and developed the way we we provide services now and and that was their baby so yeah well i'm glad that you decided to continue it on yeah now there's more than one 
a place at home, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Is it nationwide or statewide? Yes, yes. Nationwide. nationwide. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. We own two territories in in Nebraska. So we, we bought in um, three and a half years ago. We actually bought the the lower half of Omaha area, the surrounding Papillion, La Vista, oh, Bellevue, into Iowa. Okay. Um, and then uh, two years ago, we purchased the Omaha Metro, the the flagship as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we own two territories, but we've got territories in how many states? Nine, ten states uh, across? It's, it's, I think it's probably up to 15 at this point. I think it's we're over 30 territories wow. now and continuing to grow pretty yeah. much monthly. So it's just, you know, their their system is kind of, it's like a snowball rolling down yeah. a hill in a lot well, yeah. of ways. And okay. you continue to gain traction sure. with it. So Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I had read or heard somewhere that the boomer generation, the older generation, is the biggest... Yes. Uh, what do I want to say? Number of people right now yes. that we need to take care of. So it only makes sense that all these places are popping up, are becoming more easy to access yeah. because we have to take care of the older generation, yeah. right? Absolutely. So you have done this for 10 years. What are some of the major changes that you've had to deal with along the way? Good or bad, I guess. Well, so we came, we actually came in three and a half years ago. Okay. Um, our biggest change was when we bought in, it was six months before COVID hit. So oh. we, we went from, <laughs> oh. we have this wonderful business, uh, starting Life 2.0. It's going to be great. <laughs> we're grandparents ourselves. And, you know, we're moving on doing what we've always wanted to do. And then COVID came and Ugh. we thought we're sunk. Like, uh-huh. this is it. We're done. And what we learned was, you know, everything hit Washington and the communities were people dying yeah. daily mm-hmm. and the adult children said get mom and dad out yeah and so our business actually grew through covid because everybody wanted their their parents their grandparents their loved ones out of the communities right. and home yes where they could have that one-on-one so it made a huge difference there good um staffing is when we first started was super easy to find employees, get them on board, get them running. Mm-hmm. That has been more difficult post-COVID. Hmm. Um, I don't know if, if people learned that they can make money doing things differently at home and that's so they don't want to work elsewhere, but that's become a bit of an issue. Hmm. So we're, we're kind of coming out of that recently. Um, I think more people are, are back into the job market and, and yeah. looking for things to do and that's interesting that that whole, where, I mean, like, where are people working? Like, yeah. there's so many not, like, what do you do all day? How do you eat? What? I don't get this. Yeah. How do I sign up? Yeah. But um, it's interesting that that affected this as well, because I guess I never really thought of that. I just thought of, like, you know, Target, some Burger Kings. But, yeah, yeah I guess it would affect this, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. So moving forward, I mean, COVID is still here. It's not going yeah. away. Are you still seeing that where people would rather prefer their parents be at home? Yes. I yeah. mean, because of COVID? Uh, we still get it mentioned time, time and time again. Um, but it's, I don't think that's the leading action. I don't think COVID's the leading action at this point. I think a lot of it truthfully, and Rick, speak up if you think I'm wrong, but um, people saw that they could bring their parents back home and mm-hmm. have the care they needed without having them so far away or elsewhere. Right. That, and that's where mom and dad want to be. Yeah, they do. 
I mean, I have already been trying to talk to my mom, and she's like, oh, I'm never leaving my house. I'm like, okay, great. There we go. Yep. But I want her to be there. I don't yeah. want to put her somewhere she doesn't right. want to be. Yeah. If that's where she wants to be, that's where she should be. Mm-hmm. And I know that time will come. She's got a, the usual Nebraska house, three stories, yeah. and there'll be a time where she's only going to be on one, right? right? But it's so nice to know that you exist, that this exists. And tell me, so... With all these elderly people out there needing care, there's a lot of different services. Tell me why we need to call you. Well, I think that uh, home care, where it really shines, is that interrupting that whole cycle mm-hmm. of, oh, I have a fall, uh, had an injury, I need to go to the ER potentially hospitalization or surgery if it was a catastrophic thing and then rehab and back home right and i'm still unsteady and and now more likely to fall it can it can begin this spiral effect and i think home care is a great way to it it interrupts that process you think it slows it down with the addition i think it, it we've had instances where it stopped it completely Wow. Um, just being able to support physical therapy and occupational therapy mm-hmm. in the home and, and help folks regain the strength, range of motion, flexibility, all of those things. So, yeah, that's where I think that service can really shine. Yeah. Absolutely. Graduate out of hospice. Yeah, that's a, a miracle. Yeah. I mean, really, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, I have a, my mom has a good friend, man. 85, got into a car wreck, broke almost everything, has been in the hospital. Now he's at some rehab place, and they keep bouncing him around to different rehab places, and he wants to go home. And so my question is, okay, he's got to go home, but he can't get up and move around, and he can't get downstairs, right? So a place at home, for somebody like that who needs, like, 24-7 care, is that something that you could provide? Like, I mean, he really needs help all the time. We do. We have we have clients that we are with 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, that it it really is that intense of of a schedule to help keep them independent. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to give him your phone number so he'll quit driving my mom crazy. (laughs) So I'm going to pass that on. So do you have any great stories that you want to share or any like... Like you said, somebody graduated out of hospice. Maybe you didn't think they were going to do that. And wow, look at that. Your service really changed things. Do you have any stories like that? Oh, boy. Can I think any off the top of my head? (laughs) I just put you you on the spot. You know, no, no, it's great. Uh, The story that I like to tell is, you know, I did have a lady one time say, you know, I wish I would have done this years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, I, in my mind, I had built it up to being a much bigger thing all i could see was you know in her mind's eye i'll have this person coming in they're going to be like you know dictating my schedule and when we're going to do things and i didn't realize that it was a lot like just having a friend yeah come in and spend time with me and i really maintain control over Uh, what happens so she said i wish i would have done it you know i wish there was a way to sample your services you know and 
There is. Our services don't come with this big, long, lengthy contract or rope you into a minimum. It's okay to try home care services for a day or two. See what it's all about. See if you really enjoy having this support. And if not, easy to discontinue. I bet you find that most people, though, are surprised, and they probably do sign up for the care, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and we also, we pride ourselves on matching very well. So we have been very blessed the last three years in a row, four actually, um, we were voted first place best of Omaha for non-medical in-home care. Awesome. Um, And I think a big piece of that is because we pride ourselves on hiring people with a service heart. That is our biggest biggest thing it's it's that care we are care values you know you can you cannot have any experience working with somebody in their home Mm -hmm. but if you have the heart to do it we will train you up and get you in there i love it and so we are very good at matching our clients and our caregivers to they really get relationships with each other and enjoy each other's company well it is a relationship it It really has to be right absolutely So we're getting towards the end of our half hour. It always goes way too fast. So I really want to make sure that everybody has your contact info. What is a good website for you? Sure. It's aplaceathome.com. Okay. Now that will take you to the corporate website, but you can just select location and find us here in Omaha. So really easy. Okay, perfect. And then how about a phone number? Sure, 402-932-4646. All right, so you are easily accessible. And again, your services range from maybe something small to full-time care. Yes. So again, I'm really grateful that you exist and that you are here to help our elders. I feel like America, we're not so good at taking care of our elders, but people like you give me hope that they're, that we can do better and that we will do better. Oh, so thank, thank you. you so much for coming in. Thank you, Rick, Cameron. Chris Perkins, A Place at Home. Again, aplaceathome.com, right? Yes, All right. So if you need help or you have elderly parents, you know who to call. <laughs> Thanks, well, I'm Cammie Carlisle. Thank you so much for joining us and for listening to Radio Talking Book Service. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.